Welcome to Seen and Heard in Edmonton, the podcast about bloggers and podcasters in the capital city of Alberta. I'm your host, Karen Unland, and today we have the audio from our February podcasting meetup where we explored the topic of how to get started with Alex Zabchek and Trisha Estabrooks of the broadcast. Before we get into the show, I want to thank some of our important partners. Pod Summit is Western Canada's first podcast conference. It happens in Calgary on May 6th, and tickets are going fast. Get yours at podsummit.com. Edmonton Opera has announced its 2017-18 season. It looks amazing. See all three productions for just $99. Learn more at edmontonopera.com. And Variant Editions sells comics and books and hosts many fantastic meetups, including ours. Visit them at variantedmonton.com. Thanks as well to Cafe Rista for catering our meetups. This episode of Seen and Heard in Edmonton is brought to you by Castria, where award-winning podcasters help you record, edit, and publish your podcast. And you'll hear more from Erica and Stephen from Castria later in the show. And now, on with the meetup. Please welcome our guests today. So, Trisha Estabrooks is a broadcast veteran whose experience and confidence as a radio host and reporter helped carry the audio interviews on their show, which is called The Broadcast. You have likely heard her voice on CBC Radio. You're going to have that thing where it's like... That's what you look like. No. <laughs> You're kind. <laughs> Beside her is Alex Abchek, who spent most of her career as a print journalist and thrives on finding the broader context to put current affairs interviews into that context. Alex and I worked together at the Edmonton Journal. We did. And you may hear her occasionally on CBC, too. Every once in a while, yeah. Yeah. Together, they've created The Broadcast, which is a show about women and politics in Alberta. They talk to legislators, candidates, activists, grassroots campaigners, and academics in a format that offers more than a quick sound bite. Please welcome them. So I want to start by asking you why you wanted to do a, a podcast in the first place. You, you have your journalists. You can talk to people already. Uh, for me personally, as you mentioned, I mean, we've both been daily news journalists for well over a decade. And... I just got sick and tired of the conversation about women in politics just being a blip on the proverbial radar screen. So, you know, in the lead up to a municipal election, for example, we hear a news story or we read a news story about how many females are running to represent us at City Hall. And then the story would fade away, the election would happen, and that was the end of it. Or the threats made towards our premier, you know, it's this blip. But Alex and I both felt that there needed to be more. There needed to be uh, a deeper, more meaningful conversation about what it means to be a woman in politics. So that's where the idea came from. I'd say I was also just really curious about working in the podcast form. Um, as both Trish and Karen mentioned, I, I mean, I had worked at the Edmonton Journal for almost 10 years. Um, I was part of a sweep of layoffs last last January. Um, so it was sort of kind of thinking of what to do next. And to a certain extent, I've landed at the CBC, but I also was just thinking, what are other things that I can do in journalism? Because I know that there is so much good journalism to do, although the structures that are there are aren't always awesome to do it in. Um, so I was interested yeah, well in, said. I was just sort of interested in in seeing how else we could try and find good stories, keep acting, keep acting as journalists, keep doing journalism, um, but in different formats. And I, 
like listening yeah, to podcasts. And we loved the me- exactly like we loved the medium of podcasts, especially as a broadcast journalist. I just thought, oh my gosh, I don't need to talk to someone just for four or five minutes, and then the time's up, and I have to say goodbye. Like we could talk for forty-five minutes and have a really meaningful conversation to the point that, like, in a recent interview we did, like. It was the the interview, the microphone rather just sort of disappeared. And I thought, oh my gosh, in all my years as a broad, as a journalist, that moment happens so rarely. But now we record these episodes and the microphone fades away every time now. And that's because of time and space and we're getting deeper into issues. And it just, it's such a great medium, as you all know, right? It's a great medium. So one of the things that we kind of heard in the when we were going around the room to hear from people here is um, there's a whole bunch of stuff that you kind of have to have in place or you might think you should have in place before <laughs> you go. So what did you feel like you had to decide on before you proceeded? Oh, we felt like there was so much. Yeah, yeah. I would say like pretty like, much every single thing that people have mentioned here. I'm like, yes, that's yeah. true. That's right. So whether it's uh, name some of those things that you had to think about. I mean, there's everything from the technical side of things to the planning and organization side of things to the actual launch side of things, right? And and to the meat of your episodes. So I mean, a lot of it. I mean, we I think we started off just thinking too. Okay, what are a bunch of episodes that we could do? Could could we sustain this for more yeah. than a few weeks? And then once we started brain storming we realized okay there's a lot of different episodes that we could do and um that could take us in different directions and that we think would make that are worthy of an entire podcast so i think that that was one thing is just saying okay is this really an idea that, that's got legs that could keep going um so that was one thing on the content side of things i suppose and then Trish has broadcast experience. I, I didn't at all. So there was a lot of thought about, okay, what kind of mic are we going to use? Where are we going to record this? Um, how are we going to edit it? What what software are we going to use for that? Um, and Trish can definitely speak more about some of those challenges and hurdles that I think they're just a reality, right? Like you, you to do a podcast, you need to work with some programs. And as someone like mm-hmm. me who would just rather not, I mean, <laughs> you just, you do have to deal with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and I remember... You know, we came to a meetup like this. What was that? Five? September? Yeah, yeah, in September. And I left feeling so um, energized because of some of the people I see in this room. And we walked in feeling really overwhelmed. Like, what do we have to get and what do we need to do? And like, you guys inspired us to go out and just dig a little deeper and figure it out. Um, and once we started figuring it out, it all sort of eventually came into place. But the psychological, I, that really resonates with me too, right? Like, what right do we have to talk about this topic? Um, we, we thought we did, but one thing that, that helped us, though, is that we um, hosted a focus group. So good friends of ours and like friends of friends and just like, okay, are we on the right track here? Like we have all these random ideas, but is this going to resonate with you? And what do you want to hear? And how long should an episode be? And oh, right, we need iTunes art. Like that was a real... (laughs) I was going to say, oh my goodness, the iTunes art caused us so many headaches. (laughs) (laughs) It really did. Yeah, and and you actually, you've recently changed your art. So to get to launch, you had a very just typographic thing right uh, just my husband did it one night on the computer and was like okay you guys need this I, I will do it for you in 20 minutes just so you can get this loaded on iTunes because <laughs> we had all the technical elements ready but then Josh was like we need we need the iTunes art in order to be able to get it up on we iTunes need it, like stats yeah right because yeah. you get impatient you you know you have this idea and it's recorded and it's going and it's like okay 
it has to go to the world now, 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 right? And yeah. and it seems like such a dumb thing to stop you, but it oh, does, right? Ridiculously. <laughs> a ridiculous thing to stop us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then, so just so that you can be reassured, you can change your iTunes art as well, right? Because the broadcast now has a proper logo designed by... Vicki Warshinsky right. of Mezzaluna Studio, Very who has nice. kindly donated her graphic design skills. Excellent. And so you just slept it in and everything was fine, right? Yeah. So to me, this is like a little story that says it doesn't have to be perfect to, to get going. Well, and that's something that we've kind of mentioned a few times. I, I think just talking about this this meetup right now and, and also as we've been working on the podcast is yeah the idea that it doesn't have to be perfect um because you kind of want it to be right and, yeah, and i do it's listen- your baby right it's you're passionate about it you want it to be but it, it's okay that it's not well and especially i mean we're all doing this on our own time i think for the most part and how much time do you really have to make sure that your website is actually is absolutely you know professional looking because i'm not a professional web designer you know what, we, we did what we can. And I think it still looks pretty good, right? And it gets the point across. Um, and even parts of the podcast, it's going to be an evolving thing as well, mm-hmm. right? It's an evolving project. So the format's going to change a little bit. Our, I'm, I'm sure our skills will evolve as well in terms of working in, in the format. So I think that letting go of perfection was a huge psychological barrier to get past. And even just Karen, you know, I didn't know Karen very well, but I remember you saying to me, just just do it, right? <laughs> just do it. Just give it a try. Just get it out there in the world. And that and that was great advice when we first hit that upload button for the first time and felt like puking. <laughs> you know? Is part is there an extra layer of maybe perfectionism or or fear of looking less professional because a lot of the people that you interview are people with profile who are you know like there's a good chance other people are going to listen to it it's not like okay the first audience for my podcast is my friends and my family right (laughs) yeah I mean our first episode we interviewed Danielle Smith and Catherine O'Neill and I I don't know we did a pretty good interview and We didn't, I didn't really care what they thought <laughs> in the end because I felt like we did a solid interview. Um, I would say that there were some expectations on, on behalf of ourselves, right? Yes. Just because we have worked in journalism for some yeah. time, we wanted it to be a, a product, professional. A, a professional product. Although you do realize, again, you're doing it on your own time with your own equipment um, and with all of the, you know, the crazy scenarios that that creates, right? I mean, we've recorded a few times in my basement now and, and s- squeeze Catherine O'Neill into the sound booth at, at, the, EPL, at the public library. Great, yes. Yeah. So, but you still, we wanted a certain level of professionalism to come across in the podcast. Um, but again, it you doesn't ha- always like, well, you I do have to forgive yourself sometimes because yeah. the circumstances are different than if you're at a full-time paid gig. Yeah. I, we, uh, recorded recently at city hall and coming from a broadcast background, I thought, Oh, city hall is going to be great. And I tested out the sound beforehand and it wasn't too echoey. What I didn't factor in was large hordes of school children coming in. <laughs> and I just like, I listened back and I thought the audio was fine when I was recording it, but it was, it wasn't great and it wasn't up to my expectation as someone who's you know spent a long time working for CBC and I thought oh my gosh <laughs> you know so yeah you put the pressure on yourself and that is the impetus to get going and get the episodes out there but sometimes it does head you in a bit too if you know what I mean yeah yeah so you mentioned that I think we're going to throw up 
feeling when you finally hit the upload? What did it take to make you finally pull the trigger? What 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 did it take to say, okay, this is good enough and done is better than perfect? Well, there was a few things. Um, yeah. One is that we had started recording episodes back in November of last year. And at a certain point, those those interviews were going to get stale. They were going to get dated. So if we had kept them any longer because they were touching on current affairs issues, it would just sound odd to be listening to them too much later. And there was a, there was a couple of moments where I was referencing, I think, the first debate between Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. And we released mm-hmm. in January. So this was, this was after the election. And it, it still worked. But I, again, I think if we had waited much longer than that, it just would have been too old and too out of date. So that was something that was weighing on our minds because, yeah, we, we knew that we had some solid interviews that we didn't just want to waste that tape. We wanted to let it go ahead. So that was something on my mind. The other thing was because our podcast, the broadcast, is all about women in politics, these great topics kept coming up, like Sandra Jansen crossed the floor after all of the the hateful messages that she received at the convention in Red Deer, and we thought, why we need to be out there. Like, we need our, this is a great opportunity for us to capitalize on why this podcast is important. So things were happening in the news and in current affairs that we just thought, ah, oh, we, like, we need to get out there now. Yeah. And that inspired us to kind of move ahead and let go of the perfection part again, right? And then the straight up, like how to stuff, like how do we actually get this into iTunes? How do we actually do that? How did you figure that out? Was it Google? Did you have a Oh my gosh. That was Trish. (laughs) Okay, so the first thing was I took really good notes at the last (laughs) meeting, people that were here, that was super helpful. Uh, secondly, yes, lots of Google trial and error. Didn't you say that WordPress helped people were, WordPress inc- were incredibly people awesome? Were incredible. The Libsyn help people were great too. Although we ended up just going exclusively with WordPress, just lots of trial and error and yelling at my computer <laughs> late at night. And I think it's it, something we were talking about as well is just to always remember things will probably tw- take twice as long as you think, um, especially when you're just trying to first launch it off the ground, right? Like, yeah. I mean, there were just certain things where you thought, okay, we'll just get this done, it'll be there. And then no, you, it, there, were, there was trial and error. There was a lot of trying to redo things, make it a little bit better. And it just, it just took longer than, than you would have initially planned for. And I did find... You know, when I was out in the world talking to people, I'd run into the odd person who had a podcast and I just would pepper them with lots and lots of questions. (laughs) Right. I should also say, actually, to to take us back to this idea of like when you finally pull the trigger, Trish and I both remember we started talking about it more. Right. Like it was this project that was that was percolating for a long time. And then we started telling people, yeah, we're working on this podcast. Right. Oh, yeah. This is my big project. And then (laughs) so you realize like it's out there. People are talking about it. People are asking you about it. And you're thinking we we oh. actually really have to follow oh, like through this, with this. this <laughs> like is, this is real now, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now that you're live and 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 you're on a every two weeks schedule and 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 you've kind of got the machine going and you've solved a lot of those kind of one time only problems, what are your challenges now? Who? I think we're still working a little bit on the form. Like, how how does it work best to do this? Do we clip our yeah. top and tail, like our intro and our extra separately from having our guests there? Um, should, um, should we have more back and forth between us or should we focus just on the guests? And I think it'll, that, like I said, it'll evolve and it will also depend on the guests that we have. But I'd say that that's something we're still thinking about is sort of exactly what the format will 
be. Um, you know, we have some basic ideas. We always want to have guests, interesting people on to talk to talk to. But again, how do we break that up? How do we present them? How do we um, inject our own voices and our own thoughts? So I think some of that mm-hmm. we're still working through. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe it will be different from episode to episode as well. True. To further to that point, it's just remembering that we want a theme and a focus with each episode as well, I think is something that um, is an ongoing struggle, something that I think will evolve over time as we get more comfortable with it as well. Another challenge I feel that we have now is, okay, we've got this great these great guests okay where do we record this (laughs) you know the epl space is great uh we've recorded in city hall do i invite you know iris evans to my living room (laughs) right do we you know we want to get kim campbell on the show where do we interview kim campbell like (laughs) (laughs) so the struggle of okay where do we record which I, I sort of like that challenge. I like that each episode will be recorded in different places. Um, and also, we want to grow our audience. I think that's an ongoing challenge for anyone in this business is how do we grow our audience? And also, ultimately, we'd like to get paid for this. We really like doing it. It takes a lot of our time. How do we get paid? So speaking of which, unlike a lot of podcasts that I know, you guys actually have gone out to seek funding. Um, so do you want to talk a little bit about what what you've done and what people might be able to learn from that? Yeah, I, I mean, I have to admit when we came last time and we did hear so many great tips and also just about money. We I was listening to what people are doing about money and, and the fact that, yeah, it sounds really like a real challenge to be able to get money for a project that obviously takes so much time and, and that you put a lot of love into. Um, with our podcast, we did think it is a timely, political, important topic. So we started looking around at organizations that work on this topic in, in various capacities. Um, as as luck or fortune would have it, we don't know yet. We, we've done a grant application through the Ministry for the Status of Women um, with the government of Alberta that specifically was looking for um, projects that would further the advancement of women in um, positions of leadership. And we think that this podcast We thought is, it was a good fit. Yeah, it's a good fit. And yet it wouldn't compromise our independence and who we want to speak to as well. So... Fingers crossed. Yeah, so we don't know, but that's (laughs) something that we put out there. But I think it was sort of thinking about, okay, there are organizations that work in this area that I think could um, in some way see their messages reflected in what we talk about or maybe have some of their messages challenged in a constructive way. Um, Would they have some funds to support something, an endeavor like this? Because, yeah, as far as we know, there's not really another project like it out there. So you know, if you have, if there are, are organizations that might have some extra funding, why why not ask them or why not find out what might be out there? Yeah. Yeah. We haven't gone the route of trying to look for advertisers, advertisers or anything no, like that. We I don't would, have a, uh, what do you call it on the, when you PayPal put a, a or, PayPal on your website? Although that's Patreon? something, yeah. that's something I would be open to putting up there. Right. Yeah. I don't know. We'll think mm-hmm. about it some more. So I would think the fa- the fact that you saw an opportunity to apply for funding was that also part of your pull the trigger decision? Because it's easier to ask for money for something that exists than ask for money for, we really want to do this. Yeah, it sort of all happened around the same time. Yeah, so it was fortuitous in that we could go 
uh, and apply for this grant and say, you know, we've partnered with a female punk band in the city to use their music. We have a graphic designer on board. We've recorded two episodes. If you want to listen to them, click here. Like we had, we hadn't completely launched, but we were far enough in that we looked, we were serious and we were ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. So what is next for the broadcast? You know, just like Trish said, uh, growing our audience, first of all, just trying to put it, and that always just comes from having a great product or a great great content, right? You want to just keep producing good episodes that will hopefully draw more people in. Um, and I think some of those logistical issues of where to record are going to start becoming a little bit more um uh, prominent for us, especially mm-hmm. because with the with the Stanley Milner closed down, there is the smaller library right now. I think there's still a make it space in there, but it's but a lot one. smaller. Yeah. I think, we yeah. That, yeah, yeah. So I think some things like that, and and just keeping the momentum going. I was so happy with our last episode. I thought yeah. it was really great, and so I just want to keep that momentum going for the next one. But again, that episode also took us a lot of time to put together. Um, so also just sort of finding time. I have to admit, I I let one other side project go because I wanted to more devote more time to this one so I mean that time factor you know there's no real magic formula for that but I think again like to to make it good you do need to invest time into it yeah for me it's about honing that the structure and getting that uh as well that workflow down right now we're recording on Wednesday nights um and sort of just Right now, we're sort of like two episodes. We've got two episodes ahead, right? Like I kind of would feel more comfortable to have a few more episodes planned out so that we're not coming up to a release week and sort of scrambling. You know, I just sort of want to get that that flow going a bit more yeah, for our is, own peace of that mind. That is an admirable amount of planning. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think some people did say it was important to, to be consistent and regular in your output. In the release, yeah. And, yeah, in the release. And I, I think that that is something that is important to me is that we that we consistently, we've said we'll do this every two weeks, that we make sure we do this every two weeks unless there's got to be some holidays in the right summer, right, Trish? Like, <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I think that that was a goal that we had put, and that's sort of a schedule I'd really like us to keep to yeah. um, as much as possible. Um, yeah. So, so there is that pressure. I, I agree. I, we were just talking about our next episode right now, and part of my mind was thinking, oh my goodness, and what about after that? Like, we have to keep <laughs> thinking ahead. Yeah, yeah it's, it's ongoing, isn't it? Kind of uh, doing a podcast is like agreeing to step onto a hamster wheel and then you're in it, right? You got to keep going. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't tell us that no, when you I gave us your no. pep talk. I wanted you to do it first and now you're stuck. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take a break and hear from our friends at Castria and then we'll be back to hear more from our meetup, part of an ongoing series on how to get started. This episode of Seen and Heard in Edmonton is brought to you by Castria, where award-winning podcasters can help you make your show sound great. I'm here with Castria co-founders Stephen Schapansky and Erica Ensign. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. How did you get into podcasting before we get into what Castria is? I got into podcasting over 10 years ago when a friend and I wanted to start talking about Doctor Who. And he knew about podcasting. I did not. So he set it up and I just talked onto a mic once a week with him. And 10 years later and many other podcasts later, um, here we are. So my life has been podcasting for the better part of 
a decade or more. Yeah. And I discovered Stephen's podcast about 10 years ago. It was only, I think, the second podcast I ever listened to. And that was a great big part of what inspired me to start my first podcast, which is also a Doctor Who podcast. And I dived in uh, with both feet and uh, have collected a good number of podcasts since then. And it really has been my life ever since. All right. So what can Castria do for people? Podcasting is still sort of an up-and-coming media format on the internet and, and in the world. It's it's gaining popularity. So if you have been podcasting already for a while and you want to improve, or if you want to just take some of the work off of your plate and have somebody else do it for you, we can help with that. Or if you are interested in getting into the realm of podcasting, we can help you uh, plan what kind of a, a podcast that would look like. We can help get it set up from the beginning. And and also, we if you decide you want to be the one who's actually doing the work and all that kind of thing, but you don't know where to start, we can actually train you how to do that and give you tools to keep you going and then you know set you free into the world of podcasting on the internet to do that. In fact, if you are located in Edmonton, we can actually come in person and do the recording for you and the audio engineering to make sure that everything sounds as, as good as possible. And in addition to the audio stuff, there are a variety of other media solutions that we can offer for you. We can do video editing. Um, Both Stephen and I have published essays in a variety of magazines and books about both podcasting and genre properties of different sorts. We have done voiceover work and voice acting, uh, and we can even do uh, copy editing and proofreading on an hourly rate basis. So lots of lots of media solutions to uh, mm-hmm. to offer. And it's also if if you want to do like a personal podcast or something like that, like if something you love, like a show or something like that, it, we, we do work for that. But also if you're a business or something wanting to help promote your 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 brand and your product and your office and stuff. Uh, we think that podcasting is a way to sort of control your advertising message, and so that can be helpful as well. So there's a wide variety of people we can help. Excellent. Uh, thanks for coming to chat with me. Thank you, Karen. Thank you. Thank you for producing my podcast. <laughs> Anytime. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, visit com to hire Stephen and Erica to help you make your podcast. They help me, and I know they can help you. Castria is C-A-S-T-R-I-A, and they are at wearecastria.com. I want to turn the, the, the floor over to you guys if you have any questions. You were already in broadcasting. How is it? different when you um plan for it as well as the intro because you've got the time so you don't have Mm -hmm. to rush right into it Mm -hmm. how is it different uh i I think i'm still struggling with how does this sound more like a podcast as opposed to a radio interview because the formats are really different earlier i talked about the moment when you're recording a podcast when the microphone fades away and that doesn't happen in quick and dirty broadcast journalism so that's the biggest difference I would say and also the tone you know when you're when you're uh, recording something live on the air your tone is very different than when you're having a conversation with somebody and to the ear it's so much more enjoyable to listen to a conversation than to have someone sort of barking at you in a way (laughs) and so I've really in unexpected ways enjoyed the exploring the medium of the podcast and 
the benefits that it brings to shine, dig deeper on an issue. Yeah. To make that really brief, it's the um, on radio it was an interview. Now it's a conversation. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah thank you for summarizing that. <laughs> yeah. Totally. I noticed. I I was actually. This is terrible to give you feedback in front of people, but you know I love you. Um, <laughs> on one of them, you did that radio thing of, so we're talking to Miranda, Jimmy, and, and Heather yeah. Sweet. Like you did that in case you're just tuning in a thing, right? And I, I, We call it a reset. Yeah, and I said to my, to my podcast, Trisha, I'm he- I've been here the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so things like that are are like entrenched in my head yeah, and yeah. and and um they're hard habits to break yeah yeah right yeah, yeah. yeah which is what's so great about having alex who doesn't have as much broadcast experience you know and i you know we lean on each other in that way and yeah. i have to say that's been a great it's a great thing to have a co-host honestly it's good because you do bring different strengths and diff- different ways of looking at it. Because yeah, for sure. I mean, Trish definitely has that broadcast background that sometimes you are thinking, okay, how, could, how do I do it differently? But on the other hand, if, if you need a voice to be able to change the topic in a smooth way, I would be fumbling and thinking, oh, um, uh, let's, uh, and Trish just knows how to sort of, let's redirect the conversation. And I find that she's so good at things like that, just in terms of really making it sound smooth, uh, but doing really like putting your foot down and pivoting whereas that's something I would supremely stumble Uh over right whereas you but you have this conversational way that eases the guests in yeah Yeah, and definitely my my way of asking questions is very different and I am always and I'm still nervous I still have a lot of trepidation I think about being um, recorded in a lot of ways to tell you the truth and I just I want to over prepare I just want to have as much as my head as I can like I will be consistently making more notes and and that will make me feel more comfortable Um, but I think it does add it adds a different dynamic Uh uh-huh whereas I'm prepared just to go and wing it right (laughs) (laughs) excellent well thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us today as a a, a tiny token of my my appreciation i have emojis to give you awesome. oh amazing you can fight over who gets the yeg one and who gets the we done bitches one. Oh, <laughs> when we released our first uh podcast episode we used we done bitches <laughs> it truly oh, is like the edmonton slogan now so i do love this thank yeah. you thank you you're welcome okay so you can find the broadcast in itunes and at thebroadcast.ca they're on facebook too and you can also follow alex and trisha on twitter i won't spit out a whole bunch of urls for you i'll link to all that in my show notes at seenandheardyeg.com Last things. If you didn't win the ticket to Pod Summit, you should come anyway. I'm going to be there giving a campfire chat on cultivating a podcast community. There are lots of great speakers on storytelling, editing, interviewing, and monetizing. They're also doing a lunchtime pro- workshop on how to get started. They're giving away a copy of Adobe Creative Cloud, which is like expensive and nice. Um, Katrina from CKUA is uh, one of the, the CKUA is one of the sponsors. So um, you should go May 6th in Calgary. 
Speaking of conferences, our friends Erica Enzyme and Stephen Shapansky uh, from Castria are going to be on a panel about podcasting at iMedia, which is the social media conference happening in Edmonton on March 11th. You could go and support them because you can talk to them kind of like once a month here. But still, you could go and <laughs> hear from them and then soak up a whole bunch of useful information on how to use social media to, say, drum up interest in your podcast. Uh, details on that are at imediaconference.ca. Um, if you want help to make your podcast go into life instead of Googling it and working hard like these guys did, you could um, get Castria to help you. So you can find out more about that by talking to them in real life right now or going to wearecastria.com. We'll convene here again in March. I just haven't set the date yet, but it'll be the third or fourth weekend in March. And watch the meetup de- uh, page for details. And thanks for coming. Thanks for listening to the Seen and Heard in Edmonton podcast. You'll find links that we mentioned in the show notes at seenandheardyeg.com, and you can subscribe to the newsletter there as well. Join the Edmonton Podcasting Meetup on meetup.com for details on future get-togethers. Thanks for listening.